Well, welcome back to the next phase with Steve Key podcast. Today, a real privilege for me, Canada's voice of business radio, Mike Apple. You know, the the ever popular Ep man, as I like to call him, <laughs> has been reporting on the markets and business for more than 20 years. He was a graduate of Ryerson's radio TV program back in 1990. He specialized in broadcast journalism. And while at Ryerson, this is the link between the two of us, he worked part-time for me as a markets reporter at the Toronto Stock Exchange. And that eventually led him to 680 News, uh, where he was there at the original launch, I believe, in 1983. You've done work for CTV News. Nin 90, 93. 93. Did I see 83? Yeah. Yeah, 93. And it would be 93. See, we don't want to dance yes. ourselves too much. Uh, <laughs> so CTV National News, News Channel, CFTO, yep. BNN, uh, doing the, uh, the, the, the business, sort of your senior business editor, back, I guess, around 2004. Uh, mm -hmm. You've had travels everywhere. But the interesting thing is that you really got an early start uh, in radio. Uh, you're from Tilsonburg, uh, town I'm quite familiar with. I have friends in Tilsonburg. Uh, I'm still looking for the Mike Apple statue. But uh, <laughs> you started at 16 in Tilsonburg. How did that come about? I was working in the tobacco fields on my family farm on our family farm, which we still own, by the way, at Apple's Corners. So if you're in Tulsonburg, head due south down the Bell Mill side road, you can't miss it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not on a map. The signage is there, however. Oh, well, that's... And still, and still, the, 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 the locals haven't uh, put my name up there uh, specifically. It's strange. <laughs> We're working at yes. CKOT. How did you get that job there? I went in to uh, the station one afternoon and uh, I wanted to do a radio show about the local high school, the high school I was at, Annandale at that time. Um, so I pitched the idea to the program director, Doug Cooper, and he said, that's interesting, but we actually have a job opening to uh, work Sunday mornings part-time doing news and spinning records. <laughs> 45s at that time and uh, running some of the uh, operating the board for uh, ethnic programming and some religious programming. And he asked me if I'd be interested in doing that. And I said, sure, I have no background per se on air. But anyway, he gave me some wire copy to read. I went in and horribly read it. And <laughs> next thing you know, I'm working Sunday mornings uh, trained by uh, uh, Lucy Zilio. Uh, oh. I don't know if you, mm -hmm. yeah, she I, was, I, she I, was actually who, who, Taught me sort of the ropes at CKOT at that point. Um, I wor worked one day a week to start when I was 16, uh, still in high school, obviously, and still on the family farm. And that morphed into a uh, summer part-time job and really got me into Ryerson, quite frankly, because my marks in high school were just eh, but I already had experience in broadcasting. So that looked pretty, uh, pretty good on the, uh, the application process yeah. and uh, got me into the uh, RTA program. So you go um, from the RTA program, mm -hmm. you get this part-time job at the Stock Exchange. How did that come about? Chris Jelosowitz, mm -hmm. your predecessor, was um, in, in, a former Ryerson grad. And one of the profs at RTA first year said, hey, it says here, 
he, he it was Jerry Good who said, um, you've got radio experience and they're looking for uh, a part, there's a part-time job opening at the, at the TSX or TSE at that time in the media department. Um, and they're just looking for, you know, college students uh, who might be interested. And I went in and applied and, uh, and got that gig because I'd already had some broadcast uh, experience and learned all about the markets and came in on, uh, well, basically the day of the October 29 market crash. <laughs> that was my first day. Well, I uh, wandered in there and, and kind of went, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> uh, and I was at CKO at that time and mm-hmm. uh, was kind of looking around trying to figure out where my next career was going to be. And uh, this opportunity came up with the Toronto Stock Exchange. And, yep. you know, I, I, I entered the exchange and, you know, we're sitting back to back, each working, <laughs> if you can believe it. And I don't think anybody in radio today would, would, would understand this on typewriters. That's right. And we were churning out yeah. these uh, reports and running into these little booths. Booths. Yeah. Each yeah. each uh, radio station had their own booth. Yeah. And then we got into this. It's 97.7 out of Niagara. St. Catharines. Yeah. St. Catharines. Yeah. yeah. Um, RB. Yeah. Um, C- uh, CBC. Yeah. We used to do hits for CBC. It was amazing the, yeah. the exposure that gave us because... You know, I was on CKO and there was a, you know, it was a small audience. It was a loyal audience, but uh, this really expanded it, you know, to the point where my parents actually heard me because my dad was a loyal CFRB listener. So uh, he would hear me on that. But we would just remember the markets would close at four o'clock and we were scrambling to, you know, we'd have our templates together and we'd fill in everything from like Nova Corporation to Dome Petroleum, if all, yep. the, all the big names in the Consolidated day. Consolidated Bathurst. <laughs> now, now, today was 680 News. Yes. You you worked that morning shift. You've mm-hmm. got to be getting up really early. It's a little less early now that I'm working from home. Mm-hmm. That has saved about a half an hour, but still getting up at uh, 345 um is my now alarm time and uh, yeah I, the older i get the more i feel it uh for yeah. lack of a better description well and that's one reason i decided to retire from day-to-day work the commute to downtown toronto was was killing me uh but i'm also uh, i think it's ingrained and maybe maybe you'll agree with me on this as a radio person who worked mornings and I used to get up at three 30 in the morning for the CKO network morning show. Uh, even on the weekends, you know, seven o'clock is sleeping in. And to this yeah. day, seven o'clock would be <laughs> for me. Illness- and Saturday is kind of a reset day. Well, I, by I, Sunday you feel normal. And then Monday you started all over again. <laughs> well, you know, we, we, prior to the interview, we had chatted and you said, you know, it's better to talk earlier in the week than later in the week. Cause I can imagine by Thursday and Friday, your brain just goes a bit to mush. You know, you've, you've been doing yeah, it. I, I actually feel it more physically than anything else. Interestingly, I feel it, you know, it just in a, a fatigue standpoint. And I, and I don't want to uh, say that I don't enjoy doing mornings. I actually do. I think it's the best shift going. Oh yeah. I, as the older I get, the more, the more I am feeling it a little bit more physically, but I, I still think it's, you know, it's, it's the uh, go-to uh, time slot, uh, uh, certainly in, in, in radio, that's for sure. And, and to some extent television. So. So how do you keep track of everything 
in the markets. Um, I, uh, I don't follow the markets like I used to because, mm-hmm. you know, that was my, my job. Um, you know, what are your priorities when you're up in the morning and you're trying to prepare for your morning business run? I have a template going in. I know in advance what is coming up on the calendar and kind of build from that. So I'll always have something to talk about regardless of what the news flow of the day is. There's always something economic or earnings or, you know, some sort of, well, not so much recently with, with uh, conferences and stuff, but, but, you know, we're kind of getting back into that, but there's always something in business. And that's what I've enjoyed the most from a media standpoint, covering business. You're never sort of at a loss for, oh, there's no news today. (laughs) You know, there's no, there's, there's always something and it's always something new. It's not, um, you're not necessarily following the same stories that would be in the traditional news run that would go on for X number of days. It, 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 the turnover is, is much faster uh, covering business than I think in any other uh, segment of uh, yeah. broadcasting. Do people ask you for business advice? They used Always. to ask me for stock, stock, stock tips all the time. And, stock tips. and I said, listen, if I knew what was going <laughs> to happen, I'd be on a beach somewhere completely retired uh yeah. know, we, we were no, kept in the dark <laughs> that's actually you know what uh first first of all my go-to answer on that is uh i want to keep you as a friend so no i won't give you stock stock advice uh, but that has also been to some extent when you follow the markets as closely as i do but i'm not necessarily investing on behalf of clients or anything of that nature the um uh regret or, or, or what have you, you see things, uh, a company move, you know, exponentially one way or the other, if it's a big, you know, winner or what have you, you go, ah, why didn't I see that coming? Or I should have put money into that. There's, there's always this kind of second, second guessing. And I don't know, it, it's not YOLO so much as, or FOMO or any of those other acronyms, but yeah, I think, I think when you're, sometimes I'm almost too close to it. But I always think back to around 2000 mm-hmm. and, you know, a lot of the mining companies in Canada started to take on these dot-com personas. Yeah. And then we saw Amazon and Google and Yahoo and all of that. I thought, there's no way. <laughs> and now it's, it's our world is almost dominated. That's by right. Companies like this in terms of, of radio. And as we talked at the beginning, you know, there were typewriters, carbon paper everything now is technology carts. based do you find carts, that audio carts or easier or harder oh, much easier much faster digital editing we at 680 were actually one of the first to have digital editing and it was a very rudimentary system it looked like uh, a, a, a visual tape that you would edit with a digital uh, razor blade and tape and the more edits you put in, the more difficult it made for the computer to do a download, for example, and you'd have to restart. But that was sort of the, the start of, of digital editing. And this was, oh gosh, I want to think 1993, 96, we got the cart system, I think it was called at that time. And of course, now today it's like instantaneous. I'm you know, sending stuff across the country within milliseconds. Uh, recording it digitally and then uploading it. And, you know, it's, it's allowed for me to be on numerous stations, you know, every half hour, if not earlier or sooner, um, 
that that in and of itself has allowed more network programming and and has built on that and and you know it just the quality is is amazing and it's uh, uh you know next to foolproof at this point well i think the most important question i have a couple of really important questions coming up most important question that i think the listeners will want to know what was it like working with me <laughs> i learned a lot from you actually because oh. you yeah well you were you were coming in from cko and you had you know experience in the business and that's what i was looking for at that time of my career um you know the mentor to you know guide for where i should go next and interestingly enough i wasn't at the tse uh when did i leave in 90 not or excuse me 89 i went over to ontario farm market news and did and did hog futures and cattle futures and stuff like that but that, that was part of it it was like I think you at the time said, look, you have to kind of move on to the next thing. And then and I think, you know, a lot of people coming out of uh, broadcast school or J school now, sometimes they start in Toronto and never see uh, smaller communities and, and build up kind of from the ground floor up, well, I, make I like, mistakes elsewhere. I like to take credit for you getting to 680 because uh, I don't remember when they were mm -hmm. starting to put it together and John Hinnon came to me and we chatted. Yep. And I said, well... You know, I don't know if I was ready to go back into radio. And, uh, but I said, I know a guy. And that was you. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> you went on to, to great things. And now, yeah, my state, I'm looking to try to get back into some form of radio. So uh, <laughs> hopefully someday that'll come full circle. A uh, couple of final questions. Um, you know, I, if I remember right, you were a goalie. Yes. And uh, do you still uh, don the tools of ignorance? <sighs> I did up until everything shut was shut down. Although the number of opportunities I was finding uh, were somewhat limited. There aren't a lot of uh, demands for a 50 plus year old goalie. <laughs> they seemed, even the, even the beer leagues are skewing younger. Having said that, I found, I've, over the course of the past year on Marketplace, I've found all sorts of good used equipment, and I've completely upgraded my uh, well, my uh, goalie equipment, and I'm ready to go, so my, my ready bad go. right hip uh, permitting. Well, I'm sure you can still uh, <laughs> take a few shots in there and do well. Ah, sure. A aim for the melon. That's, that's the way. And just following things on social media, it seems that uh, <laughs> at your station, you know, Jeff Rahoman, has yes. replaced me as your partner in crime. And uh, <laughs> I have to admit, I'm a I'd like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're best friends, quotes, quote, quote. Yeah, see, we're, we're the Ernie and Bert, and, uh, or the Felix and uh, Oscar, I suppose. Yeah. And, I'll, and I'll let you guess which one is which. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I can say is that um, I've been extremely proud of, uh, of your career. Thank you. Uh, I've had such a a wonderful time working with a lot of young people. I think of you, I think of people like uh, the people I hired, like Jane, Jane Brown, mm -hmm. uh, who's uh, at AM 740. Even, <laughs> I just read that Wendy Freeman, who I also hired, who's the, the mm -hmm. head of CTV News is being honored by the RTNDA. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I, I take, you know, great joy in that. And I, I think you've probably seen people along the way in radio that, you know, have started, small and are now yeah. really big big absolutely yeah that's that's part of the, the fun of it too is as you watch uh, you know i i'm particularly interested you know just following even you know the competition 
and seeing you know what other people are doing at other stations and that's whether that's in toronto or other other uh cities uh you know us what have you I, I find that all really fascinating see how people move around and and how their careers develop i just believe that 680 news uh sort of took the took the torch from the old cko people mm -hmm. i mean we it was tried the template to, yeah, to some extent yeah do it and you yep. guys are doing it well and uh certainly if you haven't had a chance to listen to mike or 680 news i i uh i encourage you to do so it's um timely accurate and interesting information and mike thank you so much for doing this today yeah thanks for the opportunity well as i said mike is a fixture on 680 news he just keeps on going thank you my friend i'll uh put some links up in the description but uh, i want everyone to be out there and having a safe and wonderful day <laughs>